All right. Good evening, everybody. Come on in. Come on in from outside. We're getting ready to get this party started. Come on, come on. Find your seats. This half of the room is obedient. This half of the room is still having trouble. So we're going to have a we're going to have some prayer over here in a little bit, except for you guys. You guys are good. I'm not talking about you. All right. Well, good evening. Good evening. Thursday night, week devoted to God. All right. It's going to be awesome night tonight. All right. We have a couple more, a couple more nights of this, and man, our, our year is going to get started off just right, isn't it? It started off on the right foot. So I just want to welcome those who are watching by video. I've been told that uh, all of the issues from Sunday night have been ironed out. Uh, apparently, that's mainly because Peter's not watching football on his phone. <laughs> so, um, so we've got that we've got that covered. That's that's all taken care of. And in a couple weeks, he won't have to worry about it anyway. So, it'll all be over. So, I've also been told that I need to keep it G-rated tonight. <laughs> apparently, from after last night. <laughs> An unnamed source. What was it that you said? That you used to me? <laughs> so we're going to start it off with a joke. It's this kid, this kid, these two brothers, and they're trouble, man. They're trouble, and their mom doesn't know what to do with them, and they're just having there's trouble and causing all these problems. So mom takes them to the local church. It's pastor, you straighten them out. I don't know what to do with these two kids. There's trouble. There's in my hair. I just don't, I don't know getting in trouble with the law. So the pastor brings in one of the oldest boy and sits him down. He says, looks at him, son, where is God? Kid kind of sits back. He's like, it's kind of an odd question. You know, what do you mean? So he doesn't answer. He's, you know, he's kind of looking at him, eyes kind of big, you know, and whatever. And pastor, oh, I'm not getting through to him. So I need to be a little stronger. Son, where is God? Kid kind of sits back. He's 13. He's getting sweaty. Oh, he's getting nervous. What's going on? You know, and, the, and he doesn't say anything. So now the pastor's frustrated. This kid is tough. Hey, you really get through him. So he sits up and he leans over and he yells, Son, where is God? And the kid just like gets his tears in his eyes, eyes are real big. He gets up and runs out of the room. He runs through the lobby and he grabs his brother. He says, come on, Johnny, we got to get out of here. They've lost God and they're trying to pin it on us. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, I'll be here all week. All right. Well, I want to carry over what we prayed, what we, we, we covered in prayer this afternoon. It was awesome. It's awesome. And we were talking about boldness. And I just want to share from Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Seeing then that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus. The Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, if, you're in, if, you, if, you, if you are finding yourself in a time of need right now, come boldly to the throne of grace tonight. Come boldly. We can come to the Father boldly. You know, we think of the Father, and he's just, we think, you know, he's just up here standing like this and waiting to thump us on the head. No, it's more like this. Waiting, arms open wide, waiting to embrace us, waiting to give us grace and mercy.
to pour it out upon our heads. Amen. So if you're if you're struggling tonight, if you're if you have questions, if you're if you're wondering, you know, where am I headed? Those whatever you have, come to the throne of grace boldly tonight. The Father's waiting for you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you're not an absent father. Your office door is not closed. You're not on vacation. You never go on vacation. Thank you, Father God, that you are always open to us, waiting on us, waiting for us to come to you. You have your arms open wide, ready to embrace us, ready to love over us and wash over us your grace and your mercy. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We come tonight, Lord God, and we we just come before you and we give you everything that we have in ourselves. And as we do, Lord God, I pray that you would just speak to your people. Word says that he inhabits the praises of his people. This is where he lives is in the praises of his people. He dwells there. So praise him. Give him your voice tonight and let him speak to your heart. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would all stand and let's worship. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God, we just speak over these knees, Lord, and this back pain. And we tell everything to come back in alignment in the name of Jesus to work the way it's supposed to work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray in the Spirit for just a minute. If you, if you have a spirit, if you have a prayer language in the Spirit, just lift them up in that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's got a testimony. Burning, 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 burning. Who's got a testimony that's burning? Hurry up. Get up here. Burning. All right. When he, when he called it out, I thought, well, I don't have pain right now, but I've been having some issues with my knees. And so I didn't raise my hand right away because I thought, well, I'm not in pain. And then I thought, well, yeah, but in my knees. So I kind of did a very last, last slip up, you know, right as he did. And hallelujah, I started feeling this power going up my legs and into my knees. And so I was like, whoa, God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The anointing to heal right now in Jesus' name. The anointing to heal. Who else? Who else got a quick testimony? Quick, quick, quick. 30 seconds. Quick, get up. Yep. Just now, before he came here, and uh, my knees get so hurt. When I walk, I just feel so hurt. And then, then he said, whose knees get hurt? I raised out my hand, and then all the pain go away. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's I. I start his appearance. God is the power, and he's he's really healing people. Amen. Yeah, yeah, Amen. yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And not to return in the name of Jesus. Not to return in the name of Jesus. It won't come back in Jesus' name. We command it to stay away in Jesus' name. Stay off of you. Who else? Anybody else? Quick. Quick, quick. So there's one other person at least. Come on, don't be shy. Be bold. Be bold. I can wait. I'm not in a hurry. Neither is God. Who else? One more. 
Well, praise God. My, uh, I work in an office job and my back has been hurting all week. And as soon as he walked up here and went, is anyone's back hurting? And I was like, yeah, mine's been hurting all day. And then I went, wait a minute, is it? It's not anymore. I didn't even notice. <laughs> so. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Well, we've got the healing anointing flowing. So let's just sing that one more time. All right. Let's sing that through. And if you, if you need healing, reach out. Reach out. Pray it over yourself. You have the authority. Right? You don't need... It, yeah, it says to lay hands on the sick and they will rec rec recover. But you know what? You can lay hands on yourself as well. You have the authority in Christ. So if you're, if you're hurting, if you're healing, or you, need somebody, you need somebody to agree with you in prayer. Ask the person next to you, hey, I need agreement. Okay, let's go ahead and say that one more time. Hallelujah. What Michael just did, that was a word of knowledge. That's, a, that's one of the gifts of the Spirit, is a word of knowledge. He, he knew something he didn't know. He didn't know who it was or what. He just, the Holy Spirit just told him that so many people had back problems, some people had knee problems, and look what happens. When he shared that, they were healed. What the Holy Spirit said to me while we were sitting there is, is that somebody else has a word of knowledge, but you're going, well, I don't, I don't want to go copy him. You're not copying him. You're doing what the Holy Spirit said. So if you if you have a word of knowledge, I want you to come up here right now. Do it. Be bold. I like what Pastor John said. Be bold. There we go. Good, Rich. Thank you. So the Holy Spirit speaking to me. You have to see yourself being healed to accept healing. In the name of Jesus. about a specific healing specific part of the body specific very specific who's got it sometimes those ministers need a little coaxing once in a while <laughs> but the Lord told me that he that the blind will see tonight so we just declare now that everyone that has impaired vision be healed in Jesus name we, we, we just command that eyes to see properly as Jesus made them. In Jesus' name. Glory. Glory be to your name. And he can do it. He can do it. You know, I, I go into the doctor every year, and you know what they tell, he tells me every year? Uh, your vision's getting better every year it gets better because i pray over my eyes i'm like i want my eyesight restored so i don't have to wear contacts or glasses every year huh got better oh funny amen yeah. all right anybody else this is the time boldness we talked about boldness today at prayer it's time to be bold it's time to be bold to, to, to speak out the word of God. It's time to be bold to go into the world and share the word of truth. Amen? All right, come on up. And I heard that Jesus is not interested in our salvation. He wants us to be saved, but he also wants us to be healed. We give us salvation. He wants us our emotion, our physical body also be healed. We just need to receive by faith. With faith, we will please God. So I just want everybody to open your heart. Just let it receive Jesus' healing. Just now, just now, Pastor Nate said that when Jesus touched the touched the blind, the blind see. Right now, God wants to do miracles through us. We just need receive and believe by faith let let jesus bless us not only salvation also healings or physical healings emotional healings mental healings yes. hallelujah amen. amen glory be to god amen amen well look at the person next to you and say i'm healed I'm done. God healed me. 
Amen. Shake some hands. Shake some hands. Hug some necks. Share the love of God with each other. All right, one more, one more quick word here, all right? Listen, listen up. We got one more word. Stop, stop caring about each other. Just kidding. All right, one, one more quick word here from Linda. When the worship team was saying, Jesus, you are, God gave me a vision of when Jesus asked the little children to come to him. And we're all his children, right? He doesn't have any grandchildren, just children. And tonight, if you need emotional healing, God wants you to get up in his lap. He wants you to sit there until all the pain is gone and the sorrow is removed because now is the time. He doesn't want you to carry it anymore. Jesus already bore it for you. So get up in his lap. Amen. Amen. All right. God's good, isn't he? It's good worship. Thank you, worship team. That was awesome. All right, I think we have a, do you have a slide to put up? We have, uh, if, you, if you don't know, you know, we have all these awesome pastors and ministers of God, and uh, you're getting a flavor for uh, a bunch of them this week, and uh, it's been a blessing, hasn't it? Anybody, anybody, anybody been blessed this week? All right, all right. Well, I see a couple of you. Anyway, all right. All right. Well, if, if you haven't been blessed, you're going to be blessed tonight. Um, but uh, just to give you a, just to put a plug in for, we have a podcast that's called uh, Light Up the Valley, and um, it's a podcast out there, and it has a whole bunch of uh, messages, audio messages from all the churches within RVFM that you can listen to. Uh, Nathaniel Johnson was uh, so gracious to put it together for us, and uh, some of us that are you know, really good about getting our audio in on time. Some of us are not so much, but uh, if you know, I just encourage you to go out there and listen. Is there some good stuff out there? It's in one place where you can find all of the messages from all the churches. It's just it's all in one place, and so um, I just encourage you to you download whatever podcast you listen to, and and uh, Spotify. I mean, it's on like how many different ones? Thirteen different. About 10 different. Primarily Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay. I know it's on Google Podcasts and Amazon, Audible. If you Google it, you'll find it, right? Google apparently is, you know, omnipotent. No, I'm just kidding. That's, 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 that's crossing the line over there. All right. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. So, check out our podcast. One of the, one of the, uh, one of the folks that's, uh, that happens to be on the podcast is speaking this evening. And, uh, gosh, he's really afraid of what I'm going to say. He's been, he's been nervous since yesterday when he found out I was opening the service. He's like, oh, great. What are you going to tell? I have some stories to tell because I've known him since, well, I mean, many of you have known him for a very long time. How, what, how old were you in 1995? 15. So we've known him since he was 15. And, uh, you know, at that time he was, you, you know, well, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but I remember a story that he told me. And it was a story they used to, you know, they used to have this youth worship team that would play worship, you know, for, for when we were at Good, Good Shepherd Christian Academy and in uh, at Abundant Life Church in River Falls. And they had their worship team up there, and they were practicing one day, you know, and, and Jesse, being the, the rowdy leader that he was, started hitting the drums just like crazy and going, and all of a sudden the band plays in, and they just, they're going to it, you know, and they're just they're hitting it hard, and they're start, they start to play Thunderstruck by ACDC. Na, 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 you know, right? Just going at it and just getting into it, whatever. And all of a sudden, Pastor John flies through the back doors. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And they're all like, what's the matter? And he's like, we have guests here. You can't play that. <laughs> and I think Jesse said something like, well, at least he didn't say we were going to lose our salvation or something like that. But he was just concerned about the guests and not their, not their salvation. So anyway, 
but um, I love this guy a lot. I call him. I, I, I know there's those, those there's those those ministers. We I call them the the F, the E F Huttons. Do you remember E F Hutton the commercial? When E F Hutton speaks, people listen. Right? That was the commercial. Yeah, he's one of these guys. He's like an E F Hutton. You're gonna be blessed tonight. Listen, he's got good stuff, and uh, he's gonna minister to us. So, please welcome Jesse Cunningham from. St. Croix Falls Lighthouse Church. Funny thing is, that's one of my fondest memories from high school. (laughs) I've never seen panic in his eyes like I saw panic in his eyes that day. (laughs) I know. I I didn't know at the time, but you expressed that (laughs) after the fact. I mean, what do you do? You're a young punk, and you just don't think about those kind of things. But thank God, he's good. Thank God, he's faithful. Thank God, he's just. Thank God for his love. And accordingly, I'm going to speak on love tonight, because that's just, to my congregation, I'm sorry. Probably thought you were going to get something new, but nope. Go with what you know. And just thinking and praying about this and just being a part of the prayer time this week and especially today, Pastor Vern spoke my message (laughs) during the prayer time, but that's okay. Not everybody was there, so it works. (laughs) So all of you that were at prayer, I also apologize because you're going to hear a lot of the same thing. But I don't think you can get enough of the love of God. I don't think any of us can get enough of the love of God because it's only because of the love of God that we're where we're at, that we're doing what we're doing, that we're experiencing the lives that we're experiencing. No other way. We can try, we can manufacture things, but there's nothing that replaces the true love of God. And as I was praying about this and the road to go down and I believe there's going to be deliverance tonight. I believe people are going to be set free. I believe there's going to be changes in people's heart because it's the love of God is a must. This doesn't function without the love of God. We've talked about unity, the power of praise, going deeper, embracing change. All of that can only be done through the love, in my opinion. But it can only be done through the love of God. It was only the love of God that changed me, that got me here. And those changes have been difficult. I'm not one that likes change. But, man, you start walking with the Lord. You, I don't believe you can walk this life out in relationship with Him and not experience change. So get over it. (laughs) Just get over it. It's part of the walk, but it's okay. It's good. It may hurt at the time. It may be uncomfortable at the time, but when you get through it and start walking out the love of God, start walking out the relationship with God, nothing else compares. I just can't stress that enough. Not everybody knows me here. So don't judge me because of my man bun and (laughs) hear the word first. And then when it's all over, we can talk about my hair. (laughs) But the great thing is, I now know God loves my man bun. (laughs) He's not judging me because of my hair, and it's great. It's great. Get over it. It's a great place to be when you just don't care. Because I cared far too much most of my life. I truly did. I just would paralyze myself. I was so self-conscious about what everybody thought of me. I had no concept of, I'm not trying to please them. I'm going to walk in relationship with him and please him. just because he's good. 
I don't deserve any of it. None of us deserve any of it, but it's the love of God. It's the love of God. So I've been meditating. I've been seeking the Holy Spirit. That's been a new, not a new thing, but I've been refocusing on the Holy Spirit, refocusing on the gospel. That's, that's what we're going through at our church right now is the gospel. Just different aspects of it, different ideas, different concepts. And throughout it all is the Holy Spirit, right? Aside from salvation, the Holy Spirit is the next best thing. We can't have them without salvation, but because of salvation, because of the love of God, we can have it. We can have all the power, right? We lack in nothing. There's nothing in you, there's nothing about you that he can't help, that he can't change. We, we've talked about it a couple times this week in 1 Corinthians 2.10. The Spirit searches the depths of God. We can't fathom the depths of God. We can't fathom the depths of God, but we have the Spirit of the living God residing inside of us that searches the depths of God. Blows my mind. Really blows my mind. That's something I can't stop thinking about it because I preached it a few weeks ago. The depths. Over in John 16... John 16, verse 13. This is kind of the parallel to that with Jesus speaking. He says, When the Spirit of the truth comes, He will guide you in all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you, all that the Father has. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All is available to you. Each and every one of us, all is available. And so when I think about Jesus, what he did, the phrase of, you know, greater, these things will you do and greater. Well, I have all living inside of me. Why am I not seeing the greater? And so in my time of meditation and everything, and I just, I don't think it's a power problem. I don't think it's a power problem. I truly believe it's a love problem. Because I know me. Thank God for where he's brought me, but I still have a long way to go. Thank God that I can look out here and I can see people and I can have compassion on them, but I still have a ways to go. It's not a power problem. We possess all. One more verse on that. 2 Peter 1.3. I just want you to know where I'm coming from. Understand what's, understand what's available. His divine power, Second Peter 1.3, His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Once again, all things. I can't find where God says, well, I'm just going to give, that's, that's only partial. You only get a little sliver. I can't find that. In our covenant, in our new covenant, look it up. All, 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 all. We don't lack in power. We have the spirit of the living God inside of us. How could we possibly lack? There is no lack in him. 
But in me, it's a different story. Now, thank God through relationship, I'm growing. I'm not the same person I was. Thank God. That life was miserable. Didn't like that. But it's not a power problem. It's what are we building our foundation on? Unity is essential. Unity is important. Understanding the power that is given to us is important. Understanding the Holy Spirit, all these things are important. But if I'm not doing it in love, if I'm doing it with the wrong motives, and we'll get there. John 13. So I, there's going to be a lot of scripture because I like scripture because then I don't have to talk as much. But, and scripture is usually better than what I can say. But it's good. So lots of scripture. I don't expect you to remember it all, but I want you to know it's there. It's there. All this stuff is there. What you need is here. John 13, 34 through 35. John 13, 34 through 35. A new, and this is Jesus speaking, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. One, it was a command. It was a command from our God. Believe it or not, I was in the military. I don't look it at the moment, but I was. I understand commands. They like to tell you you have a choice, but you have no choice. (laughs) When you sign on that dotted line, you're theirs. You can pretend like you're not. You can try and buck the system. It doesn't turn out well for those guys. It didn't turn out well for those guys. I learned very quick, just do what you're told. Just do what you're told. As far as that went, it was easy. I'm very good at doing what I'm told. I got very good at doing what I was told because I didn't like the pain that came along with not doing what I was told. It's amazing what a motivator pain is. But I prefer to just do what I'm told, avoid problems. Man, if your name came up in the wrong way, if your name was associated with anything other than doing what you were told to do, boy, I avoided so many crappy jobs. So many horrible things just because I said, yes, sir. What other choice did I have? Right? When our God, the God we serve, the God who saved us, gives us a command, what should we do? I would say obey. That took me, it's funny, I could, I could obey my military personnel a lot easier than I could obey God for a long, long time. Man, you can just really miss things. You can really miss things. I, I really miss things. But it was a command. This command I give you. It shouldn't be, I mean, it is optional. It is. None of this is a have to. But why walk through life with that attitude? Why walk through life missing out on what God has for you? We think there's something so much better somewhere else. There's something something so much better in another relationship. Well, I'm going to put all I have into this one. I think she's the one. I'm going to give it all I got. And then it fails, and then you go, God, I just don't know that I can trust you anymore. Well, did you even go to him in the first place? I don't know. 
And I'm speaking to myself all the time when I preach. It maybe wasn't over a girl, but there's plenty of times where I said, what the heck, God? I thought you were a good God. I thought you loved me. Ah. Oh. <laughs> he did. He did. I didn't. But he's easy to blame. Right? He's easy to blame. Thank God he takes it. Thank God he doesn't remember that. Thank God he doesn't remember all those times I turned my back on him and everything else. And that's why the love of God is so important to me. Because I'm not here without it. Just not. It was the revelation of the love of God that turned my life around. I felt unlovable. I was loved. I know people loved me. I know they did, but I hated me. So it didn't matter what other people said. I hated me. So you could tell me you love me all you want, but I'm a screw-up. I do things wrong. I make wrong choices. And that's what I fed myself for years and years and years and years and years. And what do you know? Like, I struggled. You can't fill yourself with trash and expect to succeed. You can't fill yourself with lies and expect to thrive in this life, right? Especially us as Christians, we know better, or we should know better. Right? We should know better. We should know that it's the love of God that brought us to repentance. It's the love of God that draws all men to repentance. We either receive it or we turn our backs on it. But it wasn't him. It wasn't him who failed me. It was me who failed me. So when I started my ministry... The Lord said, you're going to be brutally honest when you speak. And I said, great. <laughs> I was not excited about that. <laughs> but if people can't relate, what's the point? So I know my congregation probably knows a lot more about me than they would care to. <laughs> but God told me to say it, so go to him about it. I mean, he could tell me any time, yeah, you don't have to be so honest anymore. <laughs> I would receive that. <laughs> I would say, thank you, Lord. You're good. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. <laughs> but here we are. So, so just know you're, that's what you're going to get. Anytime you listen to me, that's what you're going to get. But it was a command, and people are supposed to, let's go back to verse 35. John 13, 35. By, all, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. They're supposed to see something. They're supposed to see something. For a long time in my life, I looked like, just like everybody else. I had a job where I sat at the same table with the same guys for six years. About four years into it, church came up. Probably should have brought that up sooner. <laughs> and I didn't even bring it up, so I can't take credit for it. But somebody brought it up. And we all went around the table. I go to church. I don't go to church. I go to church. I don't go to church. And I said, I go to church. And my buddy looked at me. He said, you go to church? <laughs> Dang it. Right? Like, come on. You know, but it was then this time in my life where I was growing, right? I wasn't so bold at the moment, but I was growing. 
Because that situation in the past would have sent me down this dark hole of, see, you missed it again. That's where I would have went had God not been changing my life, had relationship not been growing in me, because that's what I, that was my go-to. Oh, I failed. See ya. I'll be back in a while. But I'm going to go wallow for a bit. And it's, it, it's terrible. It's terrible because I had the truth still speaking to me. But thank God in that moment, the Spirit rose up inside of me and said, you know what, you can change this. You can change that. We can change that. And I accepted the challenge instead of condemning myself into depression. There are challenging things in this life. There are challenging things in the Word. There's nothing wrong with challenge. There is nothing wrong with stretching yourself, being pushed to your limits. There is nothing wrong with it. And it's in that challenge, it's in those hard times, it's in that stretching that we grow. You may not realize it at the time, but when you get through it and you look back on it, you're going to say, thank God, because I'm not the same way I was before. In that moment, I was not the same as I was before. And I accepted the challenge for the first time in a long time. And by the end of it, I talked, man, when I left that company, they called me the psychiatrist. It was awesome. It was awesome. You got problems, go see Cunningham. Now, did anybody get led to the Lord? No. But I know there were seeds planted. I know two guys in particular that have been sober for over a year. You know, like, I do believe there was a little part of me played in that, of the Holy Spirit played in that. But it was love. It was the Holy Spirit showing me love and helping me grow in love and saying, you can do this. You can do this. I love you. You're here for a reason. You know, how can a warehouse job be God's plan for my life? Maybe it wasn't his plan, but I was there, right? Make the most of it. And that's a mentality that took a long time for me because I, I work worthless jobs. It's what I've done my whole life. I work worthless jobs. I work in shipping departments. I work in warehouses. I mean, no. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. Let God use you where you're at. Let the love of God work through you where you're at. Let the people where you're at see you and just go, there's something about him. There's something about her. What is it? And then they might ask a question. And then the good stuff happens. Right? No, it's just the love of God. Okay, that's all I need to hear. You know, they might not want to have a long conversation, but man, just one little seed after one little seed after one little seed, and then who knows who's going to water it, but we all know it's God who brings the increase. So let God bring the increase. Let us be faithful with his love. Let us be faithful in doing what he's asked, and let him do it. It's not my abilities. It's not my abilities. It's him working through me in me, around me, that makes it effective. Because I know who I was. This is not me. In the sense that I could have done this on my own. I don't know, well, there wasn't anything positive happening And so when you just roll in negativity long enough, I don't know where you end up. I thank God I didn't end up there. I thank God he loved me enough to meet me where I was at, which was a horrible place with horrible things going on. And he said to me, you don't belong here. 
It may, have, it may as well have been an audible voice. But what was going on around me at that moment, you would never think the Spirit of God would be there. I shouldn't have been there, let alone the Spirit of God, but he was there, and he said, you don't belong here. And I had this surreal moment of looking around and saying, you're right, I don't belong here. And so I left. But it's the love of God. It's the love of God. Go to 1 John. Probably familiar scriptures, but they're still good scriptures. What time are we done? Thank God. I love that. Okay. Well, I'll do my best. First John 4. Because I, I do want some time for prayer here, so I don't want to spend a lot of time here. Because I believe people need to be set free. I truly do. I, I believe people need to be set free from hurts, unforgiveness, all these things that are holding us back from walking and living in the love of God, that are restraining us, that are keeping us from where he wants to go. So let's get through this. 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. That's rough sometimes to hear. That was rough for me to hear. There was a lot of self-reflection going on there. Because God is love. It's who he is. You cannot separate him from that love. That's just who he is. He doesn't have a pouch of love. It's not fairy dust. It's who he is. And if we're seeking love anywhere else, you will come up short. Why seek love anywhere else but from the source? Why? In this is love. In this, the love of God, verse 9, was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. Jesus is the manifest love of God. If you want to see love, you look at Jesus. You want to see love, you go to Jesus. Everything he did was motivated by love. Everything. His coming to this earth, his dying, the miracles he did, the people he set free, rising, sending the Holy Spirit, it was all motivated by love. Every bit of it. Verse 10, and this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Jesus satisfied. Jesus was the only one that could satisfy sin. How much more love can you possibly need? How much more love can you possibly fathom? God Almighty coming to this earth and saying, I love you so much. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to rise again. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit so you can walk this life out in power. But if you go through it, when power is present, I just truly believe love was present. You don't have to love the sin, but we need to love the person. Because God loves that person. All these things that are going on in our world right now, all these lifestyles that we disagree with, and I get it. I get it. But God loves that person. God loves each and every little kid that's been mutilated. God loves them. God loves every homosexual. God loves every lesbian. 
God loves every person that's ever cheated on their spouse. God loves every drug addict, every alcoholic. God loves the person that they think they're good enough that they don't need God. He loves that person. He wants that person. He desires that person. He desires all. So who am I to build up walls and say, you know what, I'm not going there. It's a little outside my comfort zone. Jesus went there. Jesus went there, and he loves them, just like he loves us. He wants to see change in their lives. He wants them to grow and to realize true love, because I guarantee true love will change their lives. You want to change the political atmosphere? You want to change all the weird stuff going on? You change people's hearts. You turn them to Jesus. You raise them up. You disciple them. They can't help but change. They can't help it. Because it's God doing it and not us turning the screws. You can't act like that. You can't do that. You can't be this way. I thank God so much for this church because when I came back to this church, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. I was a year out of the military, living off the high hog of unemployment. Most of that went to my evening drinking. I was a wreck. I showed up one week, and Debbie came up to me and said, you want a drum? Like, sure, why not? And so they let me drum. It wasn't always good drumming. It's hard to drum good sometimes when you're hungover. It's hard to drum good sometimes when you're probably still drunk. It's it's hard being a good witness when you stink like booze coming into a church, but they loved me. They probably had every right to kick me out. Say, hey, clean up. Clean up a little bit. Come on back. No. They saw something in me. What do we see in others? Do we see that same love? They knew me. They knew me from a little boy. So they saw something in me. But we can see that same thing in others. We can see that love that God is just pouring out for others. On anyone we look at. Jesus looked on the crowds and he had compassion. Thank God for his compassion. Beloved, verse 11, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but they see us. That's the challenge. As we go out from here today, what do people see in us? It's a challenge. It's the challenge. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to question. It's okay to reflect. I have to do it all the time. What do people see when I'm around? Do they see the love of God? Or do they see somebody who just might be pretending a little bit? Do they see somebody who's angry and ornery, ticked off all the time? Well, that doesn't look any different than anybody else I know. Do they see somebody who they can approach and say, hey, you look like somebody I could talk to. It happens. It happens. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to say a word and people will approach you and just say, hey, how come you're not mad all the time? Because I got these questions. Why Why doesn't this bother you? Well, if you really want to know, then you just go into it. 
Plant that seed. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. I would encourage you as you go from here to go back, revisit these verses. Because I truly believe that as we start to be perfected in love, as we build that foundation of love, that power that we're seeking to heal the sick, lay hands on the sick and they will recover, to cast out demons, to do all those things that Jesus said and the greater things, it's got to be motivated by love. Just does. I won't go there, but 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Read the first three verses. It's all these amazing things. It's these amazing things. It's all knowledge. It's all wisdom. It's prophecy. It's, you can do it all, but if it's not motivated by love, it's nothing. It's nothing. I didn't say it. And it slapped me a few times in the face. But today, right now, if there's something in your life that's holding you back, if there's hurts, if there's pain from past relationships, I don't know what it is. If there's anything that needs healing in your heart, I want to pray. I want to pray because this can be the day that you step out of that. This could be the day that you step into revelation of the love of God and never look back. Never look back. Never look back to those hurts. Never look back to those pains because the love of God is filling and taking up all space. It's filling you so much that you can't contain it. It has to be given to somebody else. I have to share this with somebody else or I'm going to pop. That's the love of God. That's the love of God. That's the love that he has for each and every one of us. That's the love. I mean, you can't tell me there's not people out there that won't receive that. You can't tell me there's not hurting people that are just longing for love, true love, God kind of love. They're there. So, if that's you, John, would you come up? Kathy, Dennis, would you come up? Pastor John and Debbie, would you come up? Johnny and Ashley, would you come up? Now is the time. Now is the time. If you need prayer, if there's something going on in your life, you need to break down a wall, you need deliverance, you need freedom from the past, you need freedom from hurts, now is the time. Now is the time. Because it's only in this that we move forward. When I forgave somebody in my life that had hurt me for years and years and years and years, it was a turning point. This burden was lifted from me. I, I felt it. This burden was lifted from me. I could breathe again. I could function again. So if that's you, I would invite you to come up. Get prayer get help. We're a body. If we can't help each other here, where can we? Right? If you need prayer, if you need a breakthrough in your life, if you need the love of God, please come on up and pray. If nobody comes up, great. We'll go about our evening. But God wants to heal you. God wants to change you. He loves you so much that he died for you. 
And it's in this breakthrough that you're going to move forward with him. It's in this breakthrough that revelation is going to come. Let him fill you. Let him fill you. Hallelujah. If you need to go, that's fine. I would ask you to go out in the foyer. We're going to keep this attitude in here as long as we can. God wants to heal you. God wants to change you. Don't miss an opportunity for change. Don't miss an opportunity for change. Amen? I'll close in a prayer here for everyone else. Father, I just thank you for your goodness and your love and your mercy, Lord. I thank you that it's just all about you and everything we need is found in you. Help us to keep our focus and our meditation on you, Father, as we go out through this week, months, years to come, Father. It's all about you. And I thank you that you are so good that you will meet us exactly where we're at. We give you all the praise and the glory, Father. I just speak safety over everyone here as they leave. And I just thank you for what you're doing now and what you're going to continue to do tomorrow. And we just give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.